Glad you're with us here on the Clark Howard Show, where it's all about you and that wallet of yours. I want you to learn ideas to me so you can keep more of what you make. Coming up in today's Clark Rageous Moment, the magic of the missing ingredients when you open a package. I want to tell you what you need to look for. And later, did you have any damage to any of your possessions during the severe storms last week? I'm going to talk about when you involve your insurer and when you don't. Whenever any calamity affects your possessions, your property, your car, your home. So I want to talk about something right now, and that is during the Super Bowl, CBS uses a big platform, and they made streaming the Super Bowl free on the various CBS apps. It was something that was very easy to watch uh, wherever you were, whatever you were doing, if you knew that it was available for free. And we are moving into an era that's like a back-to-the-future era. Something that, uh, as I read recently, survey finds that people under age 50 are not aware that all TV used to be free. A weird concept now, because we accept that part of having TV is you have to pay for it. But that's not necessarily the case even now. There's more and more outlets for you to be able to watch TV for free. And I'm not just talking about local channels with an antenna you buy at an electronic store, Walmart, or one of the warehouse clubs. And by the way, you may not know this, but if you get one of those antennas and put them up, you're going to be surprised that depending on where you live in the country, you may have somewhere between 30 and 50 local channels you can pick up and watch for free just with that antenna. But now Locast is growing around the country that is a nonprofit that allows you to stream your local channels. Right now, uh, I've got a list of cities that a New York Times reporter put together. It's available in Houston, Dallas, Chicago, Boston, Philadelphia, Denver, New York, and Washington. So, so far, it's one-fourth of the households in the United States have this service, and it's funded by voluntary donations. You can use it. If you don't want to pay, you can still use it anyway, but it is a nonprofit for you to get great signals through streaming for local television channels in your area. They hope to have enough money to be in all the nation's TV markets later this year, and they'll steadily add. And at some point, they'll, uh, they'll have the big players in TV coming after them because the TV folks don't want you to know that TV was, for the first two-thirds of the existence of TV, was completely free. But speaking of free, I told you um, about three months ago about the Roku channel that you can get, even if you don't have a Roku, just by downloading the Roku app on your phone, but really, it's principally designed to work with a Roku TV or Roku device. 
And the Roku channel has massive amounts of free television, massive amount a library of free shows, free movies, and they're not alone. There are a number of others, one that's in play in the marketplace, Pluto, apparently somebody's trying to make a play to buy them, that has free TV, Tubi, T-U-B-I, I'm sorry, Tubi TV, that's a freebie for watching video content, TV shows, that kind of thing. And not to being left out, YouTube, which is something I discovered on YouTube by accident, YouTube has now, and this is not YouTube TV, which I've talked about, that's a subscription pay TV service. It's $40 a month free. You get a two-week free trial right now if you try it out. But anyway, YouTube has free stuff that you can watch on it. A number of uh, TV shows, movies, and the list of free providers is getting larger and larger. In the past, I told you about Crackle. Crackle is now owned by Sony, and they have not to this point done away with free video content. So if you don't mind watching the ads, today there's massive amounts of video content available for nothing. And that sure beats the typical cable bundle that is a little over 100 a month and the average direct TV that is over $120 a month Don't know what Dish Network's average is, but it's your money. Think about if you go from, let's say you buy one streaming product, most people buy two, most people might buy Netflix and then something like um, DirecTV Now or PlayStation View or YouTube TV or Sling or whatever, and end up spending less than 50 bucks a month. You go from spending over 100 a month to under 50, let's just say 100 to 50, that's over the course of a year, that's $600 back in your pocket. And with all the free streaming choices, you're going to find that you don't need to spend the money you think you do to get the video content you want. Blake is with us on the Clark Howard Show. Hi, Blake. Hey, Clark. How are you doing today? Great. Thank you, Blake. So, you going to go skiing after we talk today? <laughs> I, you know, we're teaching our kids right now, and yeah, I'm, I'm definitely a skier. I'm in the place to do it, as you know. Where in Utah do you live? So I'm in Ogden area. Sure. So we have the ski Snow Basin. You have Snow Basin yep. uh, in the Ogden Valley and uh, Powder Mountain, Powder right? Mountain. That's right. Yeah. You know it well. Yeah, I've skied both. The lift tickets were cheaper at Snow Basin. Yeah, so, so I actually teach at the local university here, and we get good deals to Powder Mountain as well. And it's um, it's less there's less tourists at Powder Mountain. Oh, that's I right. Like. I got them backwards because Powder Mountain's yeah. north of Snow Basin, right? That's right. Yeah, yep. you got it. Well, how can I be of service to you today? So, Clark, I've been down a rabbit hole. Um, we're fortunate enough that we're going to be paying off our mortgage this summer. And part of that, my wife and I have discussed getting a second credit card and doing our research on that. um, Right now, we just have one cashback credit card. What percent cashback are you getting? So we do, it's just 
one point five because it's the only one I could find with no foreign transaction fee. The Fidelity and the other one you recommend. Um, there's a foreign transaction fee on the um, what is it, City Double Cash? Yes. Back. Oh, you've done so your homework. I, yeah. So we've we've considered the Costco as a second, and then I started looking into the travel ones, and it seems the best deal is if you switch every three months, and I just to get the reward bonuses, which are you know, so big, and I don't know if it's worth it or if there's any gotchas I need to know about about those travel cards. Well, so if you do bounce from card to card every three months, the companies are on to you. Like uh, the British Airways Visa card that used to have a $100,000 sign-up bonus now has gone to a 120,000-mile sign-up wow. bonus, but you don't get it till you've used the card for a year and you've used the charge volume they require over a year. Because the credit card companies have discovered belatedly that as they all went into that uh, rewards war to try to steal customers from each other, that all they were doing was stealing profits from the company, you know, from the bank. So you're going to find the reward cards a little more stingy with how they pay off those bonuses and you're, you're going to see a move specifically to longevity bonuses, where instead of getting money up front, you'll get money each year at renewal of a card that has an annual fee. But if you're finding cards that you get those early signups, uh, you can bounce around City. I'm sorry, Chase, which is one of the big reward card issuers allows you to have up to five new cards every 24 months. Yeah, so that's my question to you. Is it worth the hassle? Um, you have to decide that. There are all these bloggers that write about bouncing from reward card to reward card and all that. I don't do that game. But it's all about the free time you have, how much charge volume you do, if it's worth it to do all that. Uh, or you can just keep it simpler. So the the miles card, because it sounds like using a card overseas is important to you, because you were talking about the foreign transaction fees. Yeah, it is. Uh, the Barclays World Arrival MasterCard seems to be one that's pretty high on review lists of a card that's good, that earns points you can use at different places, and the bonuses you'll earn... And the first year annual fee, I think, is about a hundred dollars. Okay. Yeah, I've looked into that one. Um, the one problem with that is we're avid Costcoers, and as you know, at Costco, you can only use the Visa card. Right, and the advantage of the Costco card is you get uh, there's no foreign transaction fee on it, and you get three percent cash back on any travel you book and any restaurants you eat at. Yeah. So. If I'm a guy that doesn't want the crazy amount of hassle of thawing, freezing credit every three months, would you say that's probably the best thing for my, our buck for a second card if we're avid Costcoers? And and if you're because you get two percent on everything you buy at Costco or at Costco.com, plus with the travel you obviously like to do, I think the Costco card, no annual fee. There's no downside to that, and plenty of upside with that card. Kay is with us on the Clark Howard Show. Hello, Kay. Hey, Clark. So, Kay, you got a question for me that no one has asked me in at least the last year. I have not had the words Magic Jack 
spoken by anybody in a long, long time. Well, maybe it's passe. I don't know. But anyway, um, well, I'm glad you, you're familiar with it. And I have um, on my home phone, my carrier, uh, it's all bundled with another care, you know, with another carrier. But my landline fees are extremely high. And so I no need to pay to, those. I know that's what I don't want to do. So I was talking to a friend and she said, oh, my husband and I have Magic Jack. Why don't you give it a try? It's great. It's like $20 for the year. So I thought, well, let me look into it. So I went online and it looked good. Um, and then I got it, I get your emails and I thought, hey, why not ask Clark Howard? What do you think? So Magic so, Jack Magic Jack is a polarizing product because with Magic Jack, um, there's not really any customer service. It's great mm-hmm. for people who travel, especially because the Magic Jack travels with you. I've used it all over the world as a way to have free phone calls to and from the United States. And it's uh-huh. a tiny little device you take with you. And um, it varies in price from offer to offer, sometimes 20 a year, sometimes 40 a year, and other times in between. And yeah. their arch rival is UMA. Have you heard of UMA? I have. Actually, when I went to, uh, and I won't mention the store, but oh, I go went ahead. To Name the- a store, any store. <laughs> oh, okay. Walmart. Okay. Um, the nice guy helped me, and he said, we sell the something card, I don't know what it is, for Magic Jack, but we don't stock those anymore because Uma, his brother, pretty much taken over. Well, Completely I right. I wasn't with Uma at all. And Uma is fantastic. I have used it as a replacement service for our home phone ever since Uma came out. I don't know if that's 10 years or whatever it's been. You pay to buy the device up front. And then all you pay from then forward are government junk fees from that point forward, depending on where you live, from a couple of dollars a month on up to as many as can be $7 a month. But the quality of the UMA service is the best of any phone service that exists in America, according to exhaustive research by Consumer Reports. When you're looking for the best phone service, it's not from one of the monopoly local phone companies. It's actually from UMA. If you don't know how that's spelled, it's O-O-M-A dot com. You ever want to feel ripped off? You buy a food item. You buy candy. You buy anything like that. And the packaging is so impressive. But what you actually end up with is absolutely clark Rageous. Scams. Rip-offs. Outrages. It's a clark Rageous moment. Ghirardelli Chocolates and Russell Stover having to pay big fines in California for misleading packaging where you buy these big containers and then you open them up and almost nothing is in them. And this is something that has become just the thing to do in food where you go buy any kind of food item it could be chips, whatever. It could be a can of pepper, whatever it is. And the container will look like you're getting a huge quantity, but then, bam, you're not. 
if there's ever anything that a grade schooler could teach you to get back in the practice of, it's unit pricing. That when you're shopping in a store, know that a lot of the food manufacturers are going to play these games and you're going to overpay for what you buy based on the size of whatever the package is. The exception in the United States is Aldi and Lidl, these two German supermarkets, in order to reduce their shipping costs and have more items in their stores, their small format stores, don't do any of those games with packaging at all. But know this is common, and looking at the unit price more than any other thing is the truth serum for you as you shop to make sure you don't get ripped off, that you get fair value for your dollar. It's my pleasure to welcome you to the Clark Howard Show, where it's about your empowerment with knowledge so you can keep more of what you make. Our main website, Clark.com. So last week was one of those moments that is so unusual with the polar vortex that brought those record cold temperatures to so many places in the United States. And at one point, roughly two-thirds of the American people were in areas of the country where the temperature was below freezing. And some places it was uh, many degrees or dozens of degrees below zero, not not with the wind chill, without the wind chill. So a lot of people now are dealing with cleanup, with problems that have happened, especially if you own a home in your home, If you're a renter in the rental property you're in, um, you may have had a problem with your car. And so the question is, what do you do now? Normally you think, oh, well, that's why I have insurance. Maybe not. With a car, uh, one of the common things that will happen is debris will hit your car and damage it. A tree might hit your car. Who knows what following any kind of weather event. And this applies not just to what happened last week. This is whenever that if you don't have comprehensive coverage, you're not normally going to be covered for damage that occurs to your vehicle when you're not operating it. But let's deal with the house because that's where the big stuff goes on. And I'm going to say something that's going to sound like heresy to so many people who I've seen it on Clark Stinks, where people get upset when I say something along the lines of what I'm about to say. But hear me out. Even when something is covered by your homeowner's insurance, you need to think through whether it's a good idea for you to then make a claim. Because insurers will treat you like dirt once you've had a claim. They may cancel you at your next renewal. And what you'll love is insurers use a stupid term. They call it non-renewal instead of saying they canceled you. (laughs) What doublespeak. But a lot of insurers' philosophy is if somebody uses their insurance, they don't want them anymore. And then it's a double whammy because other insurers, because of something known as the Clue Report, which is the history of claims on that home, Other insurers either won't want you or 
dramatically surcharge your premiums to take you because you had a claim, regardless of how small it might be. So I want you to think about this at your next renewal, that you raise your deductible on your homeowner's insurance as high as your insurer will permit you, or more important, if you still carry a mortgage on your home, which I think roughly 65% of people who have homes do, your mortgage company may limit how high a deductible you can go to, but you raise it so that you don't even think about making small claims and you are in a position where you get meaningfully lower premiums because you've taken on the higher deductible. Because the fact is, homeowners insurance today with the mentality of homeowners insurers should only be used in the event of a significant serious loss. And you'll have to decide what significant serious is in your own life. But the more you can self-absorb instead of make a claim, the better for you. Because, and besides, with so many claims that are weather-related, a lot of insurers are going to play dirty with you and try to come up with some reason why you're responsible because, well, you didn't do this or you didn't do that or you didn't drip water when you knew it was going to be cold in your pipes or oh, you didn't ever properly insulate these pipes, so we're not going to pay for that water damage or whatever. It's a a really classless act of so many insurers when the chips are down, no matter how they advertise, they're not there for you. Knowing that's how the game is played, be careful. Renters, you need to know that your landlord is not responsible for the damage to your stuff during a storm or the aftermath of a storm. They're not responsible. The, st- the contents of your place are all about you. You're renting a house. You're renting an apartment. You need to have a renter's insurance policy. They are dirt, dirt, dirt cheap for what you get. And typically, if you shop around, you're going to be paying 100 to $200 a year in most of the country for that renter's insurance policy Don't buy it from, if you're renting from a major apartment complex, don't buy their stuff. It's usually marked up and not as good as you can buy on your own. You can always call typically who insures your automobile if you have one and talk to them about writing a renter's policy and almost always a policy you buy independently will cover more and cost less than what the apartment complex is going to have you buy. Alexis is with us on the Clark Howard Show. Hi, Alexis. Hi, Clark. Alexis, you want to hit me with an impossible dilemma. Um, Hopefully you can solve the dilemma. Let's see. So I just graduated from physician's assistant school, and I've just started working, and I'm working back to pay my student loans while also contributing to my 401k, contributing to a Roth, and um, setting money aside in case of an emergency. And I have the question with, if I have extra money at the end of the month from working extra shifts or what it might be, should I be working more aggressively to pay off the principal on my student loan or contributing that extra money into my 401k? All right. So first, I want to tell you how unbelievably impressed I am with what you're already doing. You said you went to PA school. Is that what you said? Yes, sir. Yeah. So you're going to be serving people, and the need for you as a PA is enormous. 
And there's such yeah. an extreme shortage of primary care doctors that you as a PA and the NPs that are, do you consider them colleagues or competitors when they're NPs? Colleagues. Colleagues. All right. <laughs> Didn't know. Uh, anyway, <laughs> uh, both categories, you are going to be the key to providing quality medical care to people across the country. And I'm so grateful to you for going to the PA school. How much total in student loan debt do you have? So my total student loan debt is $112,000.87.61. Okay. (laughs) And what interest rate does that one twelve carry? The average interest rate is 6.07%. Okay. So uh, you don't need to tell me anything else. Your effort should go into paying principal Whenever you have any extra money, pick up extra shifts, extra hours, every penny you can should go to that 6.07. As long as you're contributing baseline to your 401k, picking up a company match, you said you're doing a Roth as well. I'm very impressed. Yes, sir. Um, So you have this mentality to live on less than what you make. So as you throw off extra cash, however you do, towards that $112,000 and change. Okay, so all extra money to the loan. Yeah, because, I mean, getting a a 6% plus return on your money is, I mean, that's not easy. Mm -hmm. And you know you get a guaranteed 6% return on the student loans. You said blended average is 6%. So extra you pay should go to the highest interest rate student loan you have and pay the others Mm -hmm. as agreed. Okay. So best to you in your career, are you earning enough money that this is all going to pay off? Oh, yes, absolutely. It's definitely worth it. So um, I wouldn't change anything, just trying to get things paid off and save at the same time. Well, you obviously have a great attitude about money. Where'd that come from in your background? So I owe all of that to my dad, um, who is an avid listener of your show and has been pushing me to call in and ask this question. It's actually his birthday this week, so huge thanks to him. He has been pushing me to save since, as soon as I graduated, he said I had to start saving. Well, wish your dad a happy birthday on the air. Thank you. Happy birthday, Dad. I know he's listening right now. All right, great. So keep living your life the way you are. It gives you power and control over what happens financially in your life for the rest of your life. Ted's with us on the Clark Howard Show. Hello, Ted. Hey, Clark. It's a pleasure to speak with you. Well, great to have you here. So you're thinking of going to Hawaii. Uh, That's right. So we live in central Florida, and our family is planning a vacation to Hawaii in mid-July. And uh, we would like to fly on Southwest to take advantage of their free check bags and to use some of our Southwest miles for free tickets. But uh, unfortunately, their new Hawaii flight approvals were delayed, at least in part due to the recent government shutdown. No, that's Uh, all the reason they were delayed. (laughs) Yeah, so we wanted to pull on your expertise uh, to figure out how long do you think we should wait on Southwest before we give up and book on a competitor for this July. So uh, I don't have inside information. I can only tell you what I've been reading on aviation blogs that Southwest should be selling tickets for Hawaii sometime in the next couple of weeks. So you're not going to have to wait long. And But there's an advantage unless they offer an ultra-low mileage redemption as an introductory special from 
Orlando to whichever Hawaiian island you want to go to, their southwest entry of the market is going to set off an all-out fare war on the Hawaiian island routes. And something you may need to watch is you may find that you may want to do a redemption of points to one of their four West Coast departure um, cities, which are San Diego, Sacramento, uh, gosh, I should know them all. Uh, anyway, there's four departure points, and you may find that you'll redeem a smaller number of points, redeeming one ticket to the West Coast and a second ticket from the West Coast to the Hawaiian Islands. Did that make sense? Yeah, that's super helpful. really appreciate that. Uh, we're going to be watching really closely to see how that shakes out. And we will post on Clark Deals what happens with the fares to Hawaii. Um, Alaska and Hawaiian have been very aggressive offering deals over the last few weeks because they're trying to prep the market that, oh, you don't need Southwest for cheap fares. We already have cheap fares. When the fact is the only reason they're offering all these cheap fares is because they're terrified of Southwest entering the markets. So it's going to be fun. I can pretty much guarantee that I'm going to be going to Hawaii before not too long because of the fare wars. So Great. Far, Thank you, Clark. Sure. As far as how cheap they're going to get, I'm guessing that the West Coast to Hawaii is going to drop to 200 round trip more or less, and it's going to go on for a while. Accommodations costs will rise some because of the sheer number of people that are going to take advantage of the sales to go to Hawaii, but it's going to be uh, just such a great opportunity if you've never been to Hawaii or if it's been too long for you to be able to go back. And Joel, did you find the other two markets since I forgot? Nope, sorry, I haven't found them yet. I can't believe I don't remember them right automatically out of my head. Oh, well. Casey's with us on the Clark Howard Show. Hi, Casey. Hi, Clark. How are you today? Great. Thank you, Casey. You got a question for me about saving money easily. Yes. So I've been seeing a lot of advertisements on television and online recently for a company that claims that they basically search the web for promo codes when you're shopping online. Yes. And it was, so I don't remember the percent they said, but it was somewhere in the 30%, 40% they save you off of off your purchases. No, no, up to. <laughs> yes. I've been testing. This is honey we're talking about? Yes, sir. I've been testing honey, and I find that a lot of the discounts will be somewhere 1% to 5%. Okay. But it's still found money. So it is, it is a reliable source to use, because that was basically what I was wondering. Yeah, legit. And so it automatically works in the background, and when you're shopping somewhere it pops up saying, hey, we've got coupon codes that will save you this percent on your purchase. And you click on them, it seems to work much better than when you go to any of those coupon sites and they list all these coupons and then you try to use them and most of them don't work. The mm-hmm. ones from Honey seem to work, but, but they shouldn't overpromise the percent you're going to save. You will save real money a lot of times, but saving how much did you say 30 percent some of the ads i saw said yeah up to 30 percent on stuff i've never seen that (laughs) in testing it so 
Okay. And there's another one that's been around for a long time, Invisible Hand. Mm-hmm. A lot of people run both of those simultaneously because one may find deals that the other doesn't, and they just shop around and find you the money. And by the way, going back, Joel finally found the Hawaii markets, Joel. You let me down. It took you so long. Oakland, San Diego, San Jose, and Sacramento are the four markets Southwest is going to fly nonstop to all four Hawaiian islands. As soon as they announce seats being available, we will let you know right here on the show. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Hey, listeners, whether you love true crime or comedies, celebrity interviews, news, or even motivational speakers, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue, right? And guess what? Now you can call the shots on your auto insurance, too. Enter the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. The Name Your Price tool puts you in charge of your auto insurance by working just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance. Then they'll show you a variety of coverages that fit within your budget, giving you options. Now, that's something you'll want to press play on. It's easy to start a quote, and you'll be able to choose the best option for you, fast. It's just one of the many ways you can save with Progressive Insurance. Quote today at Progressive.com to try the Name Your Price tool for yourself and join over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Now, if you have a question for me, go to Clark.com slash ask. That's just what, who has done, Joel? Clark Mike did, and he says, do you have any tips on how to emotionally separate myself from my retirement investments? This last quarter hit me pretty hard. I know I'm only 32 and I've got plenty of time, but although, and even though I haven't actually lost any money, only perceived value, I still feel hurt by it. So uh, that makes you human. And Fidelity Investments, the largest manager of 401k plans in the United States, just said that the average 401k account that they manage, when people open, if they have opened their quarterly statements, are going to find that their account balance has shrunk from the prior quarter. And that's very unsettling to people, especially if you've been working uh, out of whenever you finish school over the last decade or so, all you've ever seen is the value of accounts generally trend upward. And so it gets dicey for you. You get worried. But the truth is, 32 years old, it's weird, but if we have like a serious correction or a stock market crash at any time over your next 20 years, which we certainly will have several, you actually end up with more money down the road following the results of a crash because every time you put money in, you're buying more shares because your same dollars buy more shares. You're in for a long game. You're in for a multi-decade game. And the younger you are, the more you benefit from temporary declines in the market, market just going straight up, your overall returns end up effectively lower over the course of your working lifetime. So it's kind of like buying merchandise in a store on sale. Nobody ever likes to pay retail. Believe it or not, The younger you are, the more the stock market having a down moment is to your long-term benefit. You're listening to The Clark Howard Show. Thanks for joining us today. The Clark Howard Show is produced by Kim Drobes, Joel Larsgaard, Deborah Reese, and Jim Ayers. And remember, 24 hours a day, we're there to serve you at Clark.com and ClarkDeals.com.